Hey, we're back in black. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is a special video where we are going to read some one-star reviews for Iron Man 1. Either you're watching this early on the Patreon, or we've recently just finished our breakdown of Iron Man 1, and we're posting these as special extras after that whole breakdown before we go into The Incredible Hulk. But my name is Brian. I'm Richard. And let's read some one-star reviews. So I'm looking up the reviews on IMDb just to avoid one-star reviews on like Amazon that might be like, the Blu-ray sucks. But here is the first one when I sorted it from 1 star to 10. And this is by Delta Force 7. It's titled A Typical Marvel-Based Product. But it was posted in May 22nd, 2013. Five years after the release. Yeah, just about. We, we don't even know what they mean with that headline, with their title. A Typical Marvel-Based Product. Like, it, they're five years into the run. You know how many movies they had at that point? Not that many. Uh, Iron Man 3 came out in 2013 or Soon after Avengers, either 2012, 2013. So it went Avengers in 2012, then Iron Man 3. Watching this movie, uh, I think this is pretty far from the typical Marvel product. So let's see what this person means. I know that one should not expect anything deep or serious from a comic book based movie, which by the way, the year this came out, The Dark Knight came out. The year Avengers came out, The Dark Knight Rises came out, so I don't even understand that Your criticism, logic. yeah. But with all this talk about the Iron Man movies being psychological, dramatic, and stuff, I took my time to watch this one. Well, it started out on a lower, grown-up level of complexity, but then it turned into a typical Marvel comic stuff. It turned into a typical Marvel movie stuff? Is that what they said? Comic stuff. Turned into... A typical Marvel comic stuff. Do you know how to turn into a typical stuff? I mean, I get how this movie has a lot in common with the other Marvel movies, especially the origin stories in terms of its structure. Like, person starts out not a hero. Something happens that makes them a hero. They learn a lesson, possibly, but then they end up fighting someone similar to them. This one with Iron Monger being like Iron Man, the Hulk fighting the Abomination, Captain America fighting Red Skull, same serum, Doctor strange fighting other ex disciples of the ancient one and you know other things like that so i get that there's similarities but let's keep going if this kind of a movie is intended for the adult audience then the audience members should have their iqs rated at no higher than zero <laughs> what's the lowest iq rating you can even get i don't know it's I'm definitely not one pretty sure it's like 40 and you're in a padded room you know like man this person really doesn't like i want to see them clarify a little bit more what the hell they're talking about so let's continue yeah. otherwise one could not watch all this ridiculous stuff seriously on the technical side i did understand why all the al-qaeda guys carried those expensive modern german-made h&k rifles 99 times out of 100 members of these organizations use chinese romanian czech i don't think they spelled czech right no, they didn't. It's CZ. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Polish or sometimes Russian-made AK family of rifles and machine guns. Most of the outdated models. The remaining one hour hundred... O-U-R instead of one of a hundred may carry an old FN or a SIG rifle if not a World War One era Lee Enfield what the okay thanks I mean I know he's really focused on destroying the weapons that are bought by terrorists that his company made but like getting too much into the technical of this this isn't a documentary show about guns if someone does not know these obvious facts <laughs> then he really needs to start watching news reports at the very least it does not require one to be an expert on terrorist organizations or firearms to know this uh 
I beg to differ based on your previous sentences right before that. It was also funny to witness that shameless Burger King promote. Whatever. If you know what I mean. Yeah, cool. Product placement's fine. It's fucking everywhere. I guess that a true American patriot and a visionary will not eat any Subway food, right? What the fuck does that mean? I don't... Hang on, hang on. Where, where is that in here? I guess a true American... So this this reviewer is literally like, I prefer Subway. What a stupid un-American prick. He didn't eat Subway. He chose Burger King. This isn't a documentary <laughs> about the types of guns they use, and they use Subway? Wow. <laughs> If you're listening to audio, I threw a paper towel roll at the camera for dramatic effect. He actually hit it, too. Ooh. That's more surprising. It's but. too... <laughs> you're racist, man. No. <laughs> That's a uh, Craig Ferguson reference. <clears throat> In short, this movie is a childish pseudo-sci-fi, and it does not even cut it as a piece of mindless entertainment. Why did this say spoilers? It said warning spoilers on there. It's not spoilers. It's just a bunch of... You don't know the footnotes. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. What do you think? What do you he think wanted there? all the realism possible for what type of weapons they were using and the exact type of assault rifles they were using in a comic book movie. This dude sounds like a, like a military nerd who's never actually in the military, and he doesn't sound like super well socialized. He's like... And it's about these... an American gun manufacturer who wants to stop manufacturing their guns made in America, yet he's like, hey, actually, it would be Chinese, Romanian, Czech, Polish, or sometimes Russian made AK. And that's such basic knowledge. Oh, yeah, a sh- <laughs> yeah, there's something different. Like, you know, I can understand wanting someone pointing out a, a flaw of accuracy and like just pointing that out, but this is what they based it around. This was a, a third of their review. These are obviously not the weapons that Al Qaeda type groups would be using. You know that when we get to Captain America, the first Avenger, they're going to be like, You know, Hydra didn't exist, right? Like, 99 out of 100 Nazis were Nazis. <laughs> the other 1% were Nazis. <laughs> this dude is legit. He's trying to give like a subtle dig, saying, like, Oh, I guess a visionary wouldn't eat Subway, right? Like, what's what's it have to do with anything? So, I don't know. You know this someone guy- who regularly eats Burger King isn't going to look like Tony Stark either, right? <laughs> <laughs> and He's going to look like Fat Star-Lord or Fat Thor. Ooh. I don't know. This dude, then it turned into typical Marvel movie stuff. You see, I wish they... I thought he was going with the structure. Now people say all Marvel movies are the same. Right. Well, it's... I mean, when they say that, it's not even... It's like... It's at a basic level, you can boil a lot down to certain story structure points, but that's how most films boil down to, with the exception of, like, fighting someone who has exactly the same powers. But, you know, like, the hero's journey, the origin story. In in my opinion, a lot of the criticism of typical Marvel movie stuff would be, like, how they all have the same exact sense of humor. It's like Mm -hmm. they'll all go stupid for a second and make a dumb joke, and, and, like, that's the joke. I get tired of that after 20 movies. Um... (laughs) Like how dare you? <laughs> um, like literally, I was all for all these movies, ten movies through, but literally, they all started blending into each other. Ant Man was really original, and that's why I liked the uh, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp the most. Like 
this dude I was... I would actually say those are the least original. How are they the most least? De- most derivative. As in, they don't add anything special. Like, the things that they have special, they don't dive deep in on. Like, there was someone who said that Ammon and the Wasps should have been majoritively in the quantum realm and, like, given us something new instead of, like, a quirky chase around the town so know, kind of deal. You heard one reviewer say that. Why should it be like that, though? Because it would have been more fascinating. It would have been more fascinating. Like, it spend... would have been more original, you know, spending the whole movie in the quantum realm. Right, and, like, sure. Like, find her and going on this visually beautiful journey instead of uh you know play keep away so we we know you know yeah that would have been nice okay i can agree with that but i also wouldn't expect them to make that movie because a majority of the audience would watch this movie like what you're just in another quantum realm this whole time (laughs) i think that's i mean avatar did something similar they went to a beautiful just avatar not james cameron okay yeah Avatar did something similar where it took a normal person or, you know, and put them in a completely alien world and made it beautiful and gorgeous and something to be soaked into. Mm-hmm. You know, there was extra layers to that, but... But what's the quantum realm going to be like? I mean, we got it at the end for yeah. like a few minutes. Just that, but bigger. There is even a city in the background in one scene. Really? You know? Yeah. Damn, I need like to... a whole civilization. I need to rewatch it. Anyways, this guy is like, it's typical Marvel drivel. And mm-hmm. he's like, the guns they use weren't realistic. <laughs> uh, Duh. Next. next. Alright, I'll read it this time. Alright, this Whatever. one also says spoilers, so hopefully it's actually spoilers. <clears throat> one out of ten. Awful. By David Edwards One. Awful, awful, awful. How many times can we bear to watch essentially the same film over and over again? This was the first film in the franchise? What, like, what, what date did they... October 2nd, 2008. So I don't know, man. There were, there were no other... What? Huh? I, don't, I well, mean, may, I, I don't remember the year of The Incredible Hulk, but... This person actually elaborates a little bit more. Okay, but, like, they're already on the train of how many times can we watch the same thing over I know. Again? This sounds like a tough customer. They, they uh, must be really pissed by now. <laughs> you've seen Superman, Batman, Batman Begins, Batman Ends, Batman Begins then pauses, Spider-Man 1, 2, 3.5, 4, 5. It's the same thing. The fuck again. are you talking I'm about, I'm waiting dude? for the cited examples, but still not exactly why. Wait, Rich, they, invincible good guy. Go on. The Amazing Spider-Man came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. They're not even... What is this 1, 2, 3.5, 4... So, so far, this guy cited Rich, invincible good guy, which would match with Batman, but... Uh, completely different journey, I would say, because Tony gets wasn't invincible. Tony gets kidnapped. <laughs> he gets freaking kidnapped for the first half hour to forty minutes of the movie, and he's like in prison. So I <laughs> turned enemy. Okay, all right, we're gonna okay. continue again. Rich, invincible, good guy, doting beautiful woman. Ally turned enemy. Endless explosions, amazing special effects, storylines that you endure like 10 ton weight on your heart. Storylines that you endure like 10. Half of these are legitimate criticisms to the superhero movie. Doting female. Right. Beautiful woman. Like even in Doctor Strange, they had that. Sure. With Rachel McAdams. You know, beautiful women are in the world. Like, it's just. I mean, as opposed to like (laughs) Like... Black Widow or how it developed and had Wasp being Hammond and the Wasp, you know. Sure. I, I, I agree with. A couple of these things. Okay. Endless explosions, it's there, yeah, sure. It's, okay, whatever, we're gonna continue. Amazing story. Most story not. <laughs> Storylines that you endure like a 10 ton weight on your heart. Yeah, I don't agree So, this isn't an unoriginal storyline, it's pretty unique to Iron Man. You know what I mean? Whatever, we'll continue. In future years, it will be viewed as one of the great follies of our time that vast armies of people were employed making stuff like this at an insane cost. <laughs> wrote this in 2008. It's one of the great follies. 
in the uh, I believe it was in the first one that I read one star reviews for X Men with Wolf on that podcast. Someone said it sequel baits, but no one will see X Men too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bland criticism of these movies. It's not so bland. It's better than usual, but there are some stuff that are not as inventive or new. Do you know why I think I'm doing like pretty well this video? Because a lot of what I do is like I repeat what people say in a mocking tone. So I'm just doing that here. <laughs> it's so bland, so predictable, so corporate. The shameless product placement, so militaristic. There's one like you so far. You got to Burger King. No, but in this movie, one product placement. I mean, people criticized Michael Bay for putting much more obvious product placement in the island. And he's like, I'd rather have the extra half a million dollars to do some stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. But there's so... The glorying of the latest U.S. manned and unmanned killing machines. Tony Is Stark. The glorifying? No, the, they no. Glorify? They say the know, glorying. Know, but... Yeah, it probably means glorifying. The same thing. The glorying of the latest U.S. manned and unmanned killing machines. Um. Tony Stark is trying to, like, get people to use these for good. He realizes we can do more than just, like, killing things. We don't need to have producing weapons for the sake of war as our primary goal. That's, like, his whole arc. So, okay. Don't even get me started on the politics. The U.S. saving the wretched of the Earth from their own bad guys. You know, I saw a cave of the yellow dog. Nothing happened. Uh... That took a right turn. A little Mongolian girl loses her dog and goes looking for it. She doesn't fall off a cliff. There are no monsters, craze killers, or car crashes or explosions, but it's sweet and beautiful. The moment where she chats with the old woman in the yurt is full of childish wonder and human warmth. This just doesn't sound like it's your kind of movie. I agree there are extra details since this came out in 2008 and we didn't see the full scope of everything that was wrong with going into Afghanistan by that point. And they seemed a little ahead of the curve and bravo. But this movie was using that as like a template. They switched out the outdated factors to his origin story and put in the new ones. And while, yes, it's not as accurate and it doesn't give as much to the whole point of view as it could it starts out glorifying the jericho and then doing an about face they start out glorifying his hedonistic alcohol loving sex crazed i don't give a shit about the world attitude so that when he changes it matters so yeah they do that but then they correct it and say that that wasn't right yeah yeah do you know what a yurt is my, uh, it's like a place someone lives, right? I don't know. I feel like an uncultured swine not knowing what a yurt is. Where it just it's an a circular silk. tent of felt or skins on a collapsible framework used by nomads in Mongolia, Siberia, and Turkey. The moment where she chats to the old woman in the yurt is full of childish wonder and human warmth. I was watching two people who were completely different from, but exactly the same as me. Amazing! That's when I knew what a burden films like Iron Man are in our lives. Enough! They literally take a person who lives in Afghanistan and Yinsen and have him and Tony connect on the, uh, that kind of level. I've never seen this other movie, but just also spoilers. What fucking spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> just say this isn't my bag of tea. You should recommend. You should watch this movie for more substance on this issue. Sure. On the issue of the first like thirty minutes. Yeah, this seems like a really huge general movies these days yelling about and i say yelling because there's a lot of exclamation points in here they're like actually yelling they also <laughs> felt so strongly about it they needed to make a review yeah. just say that it's not your bag it's cool I, i'm i no skin <sighs> off my teeth mm-hmm. 
In future years, it will be viewed as one of the great follies of our time that vast armies of people were employed making stuff like this at an insane cost. <laughs> I finished the review of the sentence before that, but that's like... A lot of people feel the way this person feels. Uh, no. And, well, you know, they, 80, they have 80, like... 83 out of 197 found this review helpful. <laughs> I forgot. The last one that I read, 7 out of 15 found this review helpful. That's like roughly one-third. No. Well, 83 times 2 is 166, so like two-fifths. Yeah. So, you know, this person has legitimate criticisms, but... At least the next person's honest, because the first sentence says, I couldn't get past the opening. <laughs> you know? Right. So I feel like that happened with the last person. Anyway, I'm going to eat my words with this next review, but... All right. It's by Bob Zerunkel, May 16th, 2012, around the time that Avengers came out. So maybe they went back to see this. Avengers or the second Avengers? No, Avengers came out in 2012. Second gotcha. Avengers came out in 2015. Gotcha. A steaming pile of Stark. I like that. If you had seen Captain America Civil War, they could have said a steaming pile of Stank. Tony Stank. <laughs> I couldn't get past the opening. Thank you for being honest. The next sentence I half disagree with. They opened with Stark being a drunk and a whoremonger. Correct. Drunk. <laughs> Not so much a whoremonger in the first scene, I'll say. If they're saying just the opening, you know, mm -hmm. before he gets bombed. Mm -hmm. In the first battle, a guy... Stop reading ahead. Spoilers. I'm, I'm reading kidding. along. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> This is by Bob Zerunkel, if I didn't say that. In the first battle, a guy screams at him, and then he gets ripped apart. No one screams at him. The only screaming in the first battle is, STAY HERE! Well, I guess he exits a Humvee and he gets... But no one screams at him after he exits, you know? Right. And he gets ripped apart. The Humvee that Stark is in gets riddled with holes from the projectiles. Stark would have been liver worse at that point. We acknowledge that in the breaking down, that if all these holes are, like, looking right at him. Mm -hmm. He would have had some shrapnel in his face. When we find out that his heart condition is now merely shrapnel, what are you talking about? You couldn't get past the opening. Merely That's... shrapnel? <laughs> no, but like, the opening is that attack sequence. Then we get like 20 minutes, I don't remember how many minutes, of his backstory. And then we get into the cave, and then we find out his heart is shrapnel. Mm -hmm. And that's all I could stand. Okay, so past the first 30 minutes or so. Why couldn't they make an Iron Man movie about Iron Man? About Iron Man? Why couldn't they make it about Iron Man? The next sentence makes no sentence to me. Why did they have to make one about some god-awful person who was only fit for a Kardashian wedding? Do you know who <laughs> Iron Man is? Demon in the bottle, bro! Who who do they think, like, a rich... I mean, who do you think... It's usually... Oh man, why couldn't why couldn't they make a Captain America movie about Captain America? We saw him trying to get into the army. What a waste! Why do we have a goody two shoe trying to get in the army? It's... They should have made a movie about Captain America. You don't understand the character. I mean, it's backstory. That's We're... that's We're... who Tony Stark yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. That's what he started out as. I mean, in the comics, sometimes he's still that <laughs> while being. <laughs> <sighs> they could have had a decent movie that was faithful to Iron Man and used the same plot. How was this unfaithful to Iron Man? Do they elaborate? No, because they didn't watch past that. Extremely poor if you like Iron Man. Maybe okay if you favor crap. I won't regret not seeing this turkey, but I do regret the five minutes that I spent seeing how badly they treated a pretty decent character. How much did you watch? <laughs> They had a poor perception How much of time. did you watch? If you find out his heart is shrapnel, <laughs> that's more than five minutes. I think if they watched the whole movie, they would have been like, where's 20 minutes of my life? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this movie gets one star for the casting. 
of Iron Man. I knew it's good casting. What? That's what I'm saying. That's why I've made the pause. People literally still. I literally saw a comment earlier today. They're, they're saying instead said, of zero stars, it gets one no, star. <laughs> I saw a comment earlier today that was talking about Tony Stark that said, or Robert Downey Jr. was like, it's crazy because he's actually Iron Man in real life. Man, Deadpool, one star because of the casting of Ryan Reynolds. No, no, they're saying instead of zero stars, this is that's the thing that gave it one well, star. Well, they can't give it zero stars. I'm saying he's saying the movie gets one star for casting Robert Downey Jr. is a true piece of trash and his oh. real life fits exactly the despicable person that they turned Tony Stark into. No, That's his, his real life. His he's real Tony life, Stark. His real life. <laughs> his real past fit the exact origin story of Tony Stark. How dare you cast Chris Evans as Captain America? He's a really morally good guy in real life. Bad casting. How dare you cast Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? He's a really funny, sarcastic, fourth wall breaking kind of guy. Horrible casting. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) How dare you cast Kevin Spacey in Superman Returns? He's a piece of shit in real life. Let's do at least one more. Awful, awful, awful by Nick Leo. 1 out of 10, October 20th, 2008. Why such a high rating? All I can think is that the rating on this is done by fans of Marvel. (laughs) Good job. I thought he was saying, (laughs) why did I give it such a high rating? (laughs) It's 7.9. The average is 7.9 on IMDb. For me, this is possibly one of the worst films I've seen. It was incredibly (laughs) boring. Too long, too predictable, and just boring. Sorry, I cannot be bothered to make constructive criticism. This was just terrible. I hope Iron Man 2 is better, but I'm not holding my breath. Avengers, now that could be amazing. But if it was done by the same people as this, it won't be. Unfortunate. I was expecting better. Sad face. What's the date that this came out? 2008. So it was awful, 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 but he's like, I hope Iron Man 2 is better. I guess it... I don't know where they're coming from because they blame the good rating on Marvel fans, so they're excluding themselves from being a Marvel fan, but they still want to see Avengers and Iron Man 2, so I don't know. I don't know where they're coming from, so I can't comment on... Yeah, I mean, oh wow. I mean, they don't elaborate on anything. They're just... Let's do one more. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Alright, warning spoilers. There better be some fucking spoilers. (laughs) I swear. So this is not going as hard as the last one. The last one was awful, awful, awful. This one's titled Bad. Lowercase. By M. Leroy. May 10th. 2008. Special effects are the only thing worth seeing in this movie. They are pretty good. And that is only if you can get past the garbage plot and acting. Not to mention the fact that every single movie has good special effects nowadays. Not true. Not true. When did uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman come out? Oh, that was like 2001. What? When did Halle Berry's Catwoman come out? Catwoman was released July 18th, 2004. So really, there is no reason to see this film. At the beginning of the movie, the plot was okay at best. And 30 minutes in, it was obvious that they were struggling to make a two-hour movie. Thus, the plot went from bad to Van Helsing bad in a hurry. First off. Van Helsing? What was wrong with Van Helsing? Van Helsing was fun, chewy popcorn. Not as great of his effects as this, but I dig it. Same director as the first two mummies. Still trying to... fun, disposable, but fun. I'm still trying to hear some real criticisms of the plot here. What's so bad about the plot? If you don't know what Van Helsing bad is, then you are probably a very heavy person having not seen that movie. That was a fun Hugh Jackman romp. If you have seen Van Helsing but don't understand the term Van Helsing bad, then you are probably one of the people who gave this sorry film 10 stars. If you worded it like a human being with empathy for others, it sounds like, well, if you liked Van Helsing, then that's your thing. 
and you like this movie. I don't like either. I mean, this person just has... Different folks, different strokes. This dude just has a really black and white mindset here, but let's go. I almost laughed during the emotional scene in the movie with Robert Downey Jr. whimpering. I I thought he was going to talk Jensen, but Robert Downey Jr. is not whimpering. I mean, we didn't get to that that point. There's no whimpering from him, though. At the end of the movie when he's... No, but I'm thinking of, like, all the emotional parts. The most emotional part where he's close to crying-ish is... Push the button! But you'll die! Just push it! That was emotionally charged, but he's not whimpering. And the only part that he's really, like, whimpering is when he wakes up and he's in pain and he tries to get some water. He's like... Uh, and ripping open the chest bandages and pulling out the thing from his... Mm-hmm. That's not the emotional scene in the movie or one of the most emotional beats. It's... Okay. I got the feeling that he didn't care for the movie and acted accordingly. The robots in the movie were Oscar winners compared to Downey Jr.'s performance. There's no robots in the movie except Jarvis. And he's an AI, so he's not a robot. So I don't know what that means. Not a single person in the theater even cracked a smile for one of his jokes. Why are you looking at anyone's face in the theater? It's really <laughs> creepy. How does don't he... Stop looking... Stop, stop turning around in your seat and just shuffling through and looking at everyone's face that's just at least i know that when amc theaters open and they're mandating that everyone has to wear a mask you won't be able to check if they have a smile because it's creepy you should stop (laughs) (laughs) the credits should have rolled after he was smashed against a wall that was so funny when he did that 10%? Yeah. Seriously, I would have stood up and applauded. IMDb Top 250. Are you kidding me? This movie is more overhyped than Spider-Man, but Spider-Man was actually half decent. Since this movie is not for kids, I cannot comprehend how this movie got such high reviews and ratings. Wake up, people. 26 of 63 found this review helpful. Again, Amazing Spider-Man hadn't come out until 2011, so you're trying to dunk on Spider-Man 1 and 2 and maybe 3. I don't. People still say Spider-Man 2 is the best superhero film of all time. I love uh, it, but I'm just not going to be such a pompous douche that I'm going to say that. You know? I mean, like... but I, it's definitely better than half good or, I don't half decent. You know, Spider-Man 2? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe part of this person's criticism is that they don't identify with the main character, you know? But, the, but... it's not even that. They thought Robert Downey Jr. didn't give a shit. He went through so much to get this part, and I understand they don't know that at the time, because not all the special features and, like, stories about it have come out, but how hard he worked. He's very method, so he needs to get to set with, like, a game plan, and he can't shift easily. He can improv in that mindset, but if you tell him, all right, the character's not actually thinking about this. We need to change how you're portraying how the character's feeling. He can't really do that. Like, he breaks stuff down to such a degree that he can work within a framework. That's why when he was in Spider-Man Homecoming and Tom Holland forgot to move his leg so that Tony could sit down, he improved on the set in that take. I'm gonna sit down now, so move the leg. Because that fit within the framework. For his audition, he was so dedicated to getting this part that he broke that broke his process and did like multiple breakdowns so that he could transition in between them and try to give them options so that he could get it. He killed himself to get this role. The only way that I could kind of see what this person's talking about is when Tony's miserable, his facial expression maybe, he doesn't look all that miserable. I, like, he's, he's like shocked. He's like, you know, he kind of looks like he's trying to muscle through it when he's in pain, which... That's just someone trying to be tough and muscle through. Like, did he want to see more anguish on his face? Like, I'm not sure. I agree with that. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to rewatch it and 
consider that but like i don't know even up to end game he would always have like these weekend lunches with the directors to just really dive into what his upcoming scenes were and really get it down things that came out of that were incorporating the pens in captain america civil war as part of the debate between him and captain america they conversation about what his last words would be before he snapped in endgame that took a long time they did a lot of takes that dinner or lunch they were having when they suggested i am iron man this is the one time he was like nervous and almost made the wrong call he thought about how emotional that would be for him personally and what a big journey this 11 years or at that you know 10 years or whatnot how emotional that was and he was like i don't know if i can do that i don't i I don't really want to do that. And Joel Silver, who has produced some films with him, was there. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's amazing. Like, there's videos about the continuity of his injury in his arm when he gets hit by a shell after he blows up the Jericho missile before he shoots the tank. Mm -hmm. How in Captain America Civil War, in a bunch of places, he literally, like, nurses his arm wound, kind of. And in Captain America Civil War, uh, I believe it's after he fought the Winter Soldier, he was like, my left arm is numb is that normal <laughs> like <laughs> he kept this continuity through directors and different projects just because of his intense dedication and i know this was written in 2008 but like they just misread that on a fundamental level and we're wrong i have my own criticisms of the marvel universe the marvel cinematic universe but robert downey jr did a really damn good job and that's pretty like this person saying it looked like he didn't give a shit the the way i read what i'm perceiving this person's problem to be when i'm viewing the movie is that robert or uh, Tony Stark doesn't show weakness even to himself. He's a very strong-willed individual who knows how to get shit, like, he knows the process to get shit done. And so when he's in trouble, he knows how to proceed and he's trying to move forward. And I didn't read that as, oh, Robert Downey Jr. clearly didn't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Of all the people, he may have given the most shits. And possibly that may have outweighed Kevin Feige. Eh, I'm not so sure about that, considering everything, but... uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, <laughs> IMDb top two fifty? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, the other podcasts. One of them I'm doing is Bond Minute Bond, and we broke down a really problematic scene or couple scenes, and we were we were fine voicing those criticisms because they were valid. So any problems you have with it, sure, we're gonna voice it in a way that makes sense. Right, and ex- <laughs> ex- explain it a little bit more. We're gonna explain it a little bit more too. <sighs> Um, well, those are all people that are just clearly bad at life. (laughs) Also, where are the spoilers? Where are the spoilers? Where are the spoilers? (laughs) You said the robots in the movie. There's no robots in the movie. You said emotional scene, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What? It's like I said, bad at life. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding when I say bad at life. I'm just digging at these random people on the internet. So. Oh, well. It would be nice to see, like, an updated review with time and context and be like, in the big picture, what do you think? But... Hope you enjoyed this special video, whether you watched it early on Patreon, there's going to be a continuing roll of these as all the podcasts continue. So whenever you're watching this, there are going to be special videos available for you. Or if you just saw this after our breakdown was done, what's up? How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Do you agree with these? What was your review of Iron Man 1? And was it a one-star review? I 
doubt if it was if you're here now. But <laughs> what, what out of ten is your star? What out of ten is your star rating for Iron Man? Yeah. Well, this is like probably my first time watching it in ten to twelve years, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're halfway I, through I, it, basically. I, you know, I feel it's a lot more original than the other Marvel movies, honestly. Uh, so far, it's it's still big budget and a little predictable, but I mean, this I'm enjoying is definitely it, like you know? I think the lowest budget of them all. Like this, sure. And, this and Hulk and probably captain america and thor maybe Mm -hmm. but uh now like black panther has a 200 million dollar budget this Mm -hmm. definitely didn't have that so they succeeded in giving it a big budget feel without a big budget how about that yeah and there were a lot less marvel movies and projects coming out so much so that the visual effects artists could dedicate a lot more time and care to the effects there's videos about how like iron man's armor doesn't look as good as this one and it's valid yeah as the movies go on and stuff Mm-hmm. Well, so far I'd give it like a 7.5 or an 8 out of 10. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it 8 out of 10. The IMDb is 7.9, so. Yeah. What is your favorite Marvel movie, period? Captain America Civil War. Alright. Mm-hmm. We're gonna I get like there. the dynamic, dense storytelling, and literally so many people were talking in reviews and stuff about how much chemistry there was between Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, and I will tell you all their lines in that movie that they say to each other. Can you move your seat up? No. Who's that? Everybody's got a gimmick now. Talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> and then at the end of the Spider-Man fight, when Falcon uses Redbird to take Spider-Man away, Winter Soldier says, you couldn't have done that earlier? I hate you. Those six lines <laughs> made almost every review I read say, man, their chemistry is amazing. And then their chemistry in interviews all led up to them <laughs> having their own fucking show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Mwah! It's so good that you can get down to that point that people are like, what? Like, they, they love six fucking lines in such a big movie a bigger cast than any avengers film had added up to that point and it just all oh fires on every cylinder <sighs> my second favorite is black panther because it's also very dense i like that i like me that dense storytelling for me black panther stood out because the, the antagonist you understood him more on a personal level and you could be like you know i come from the school of thought that i already know everyone's not an angel and uh, how dare you i'm Okay. Oh, that is laughable. Wow. Wow. That almost seemed aggressively (laughs) spiteful. Yeah. It should have been. Um. Damn. What? Okay. I don't like the King of Staten Island anymore. Take that. So, you know. um, But no, if I, you know, what I know is up there is Spider Man Far From Home. I really like that. But, you know, we're on our way to rewatching all of them. Most of them, a lot of the Marvel movies I saw, I've seen just once. So, I just, I got to, I should see them again and make a better judgment then. So. Yeah, I will say, I think this isn't MCU, but Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is at least tied with Captain America Civil War for me. Is that. Uh, the animated one is that technically Miles. is that technically part of the MCU? No, it's, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah, but in terms of quality, yeah. Well, uh, shall we? Cool beans. Uh, we'll do this again with some more one star reviews. <laughs> so, and definitely on every single movie that we do. Thank you for either pledging even just a buck to the Patreon or watching these special videos after we're done with that breakdown. We'll see you in the next one, wherever we are. And like I said. I- Honestly, please tell me what your rating was at the time and if it's changed over time because...
I like I liked it. It definitely put its best foot forward. If the Incredible Hulk had gone first, that would not have been the best foot forward. Although I liked that at the time as well. Yeah, it's too bad Ron Howard didn't continue though after this movie. You know, Ron Howard who plays Rhodey? Oh, Terrence Howard. That's Terrence Howard. Ron Howard is the director who did Solo. This isn't the first time I made that mistake either. That's all good. Um, Yeah, that one I saw a video today by heavy spoilers that talked about all the little connections that iron man had to the rest of the mcu after an infinity saga rewatch and it said man terrence howard made such a mistake not coming back for iron man 2 although the recasting scene in iron man 2 is one of the best and i just had to be like okay we all know that he didn't just quit like Ike Perlmutter, the person who was in charge of Marvel until Bob Iger was like, no, Kevin's in charge of the movies. Stick to your little TV stuff. He kept off like Black Panther happening and Captain Marvel happening sooner because he was racist and sexist. And Terrence Howard had a nice contract where the first Iron Man movie, I think he made like a million. Second, he would make two million. Third, he would make four million. And Ike Perlmutter was like, take lesser money for Iron Man 2 or we'll just replace you with some other black actor because wow. artists won't give a shit. And And I don't know the more details about this part, but he said that he called Robert Downey Jr., who apparently he helped get the part of Tony Stark, which makes sense because a lot of people said that Terrence Howard was cast before Robert Downey Jr. was cast, and Robert Downey Jr. didn't return his call. I've heard a rumor that Terrence Howard was a little difficult to work on set, though I don't know, but ultimately, he would have come back if Ike Perlmutter just wasn't a piece of shit. And it's like, what did they give Don Cheadle in the first movie? I think they were shooting for like five hundred thousand dollars it's it would have worked out in the long term but it was just wrong and it wasn't a mistake i mean maybe like long term but like morally he he shouldn't have had to do that he shouldn't have had to cave for less money when a contract was signed and it should have been honored so for 500 for you know five hundred thousand dollars too he just wanted to cut their pay in half i mean he would have made two million on iron oh yeah he wanted him to take half as much as he made on the first one right so it's like fuck you dude like now after all that bullshit has passed and robert downey jr went to bat for all his other avengers co-stars and stuff to get paid properly because chris hemsworth made half a million dollars on the first thor and i think he was making something like that for thor 2 as well but he made 10 million dollars on snow white and the huntsman you know just to give perspective around the same time like perlman is just a piece of shit piece of shit so yeah i love terrence howard he's amazing in hustle and flow one of my favorite movies favorite movie i've ever seen with him in it i've seen him in fighting with channing tatum this movie it's amazing the gif of next time baby is so uh, heartbreaking considering no to next time baby (laughs) well what 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 did you say about terrence howard in the first place it's a shame he didn't continue after this movie then yeah don Cheadle's amazing but yeah i would have rather had one of them be roadie the whole time so that we know that they were respected Mm -hmm. from the beginning if I'm being super honest here, I think Terrence Howard has more of the square jaw fitting of the military type. That's why I saw him more as Rhodey. Uh, when they casted, when I heard they were casting Don Cheadle, I was like, really? They're going to replace him? And Don Cheadle did an amazing job, but, you know. I mean, I love Don Cheadle. Him him in uh, Iron Man 3 when he's saying the password of War Machine Rocks with three X's or whatever. And then in Avengers Age of Ultron when he's like, and then I drop the tank and boom, you looking for this? <clears throat> and then just Iron Man and Thor are standing there with their drinks and they go, and he goes boom you, why do I even tell stories to, oh that's the whole story <laughs> it's, yeah it's a 
It's a war machine story. Oh, then it was very good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think, for, uh, just guessing, I think Don Cheadle would have performed that scene specifically better than Terrence Howard, just based on the skill set, because Don mm-hmm. Cheadle is much funnier and in stuff that he's done uh so i love him i just wanted one of them to be it the whole time and not for like an edward norton reason interestingly the director of the incredible hulk wanted mark ruffalo from the get but he mark ruffalo wasn't a huge star so they didn't do that they went for ed norton which was the like financially better option i guess ed norton in my opinion was better casting but you didn't want to continue with them for whatever reason and mark ruffalo for the first hulk movie he was a romantic comedy actor. That's 13 what he was, going on 30. That's what he had been typecast as. And so they just didn't pick him for... I mean, just... I would prefer to see Edward Norton the whole time, too. I'm a Edward Norton fan. I like his acting. But... I, I'm an Edward Norton fan, but I understand why they didn't do it. On Iron Man 1 and The Incredible Hulk, they both went to the actors to help shape the story a lot more. So Edward Norton had a lot of input on The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. had a lot of input on Iron Man 1. And I hear that... Edward Norton can sometimes be very difficult to work with, just sometimes, and I wouldn't be surprised if going into Avengers, Edward Norton would have wanted a lot of input as well, again. Like, Robert Downey Jr. offered his input, but he was down to be a part of the team. And I really like what Mark Ruffalo's done with it. Like, I don't I don't see Edward Norton's Hulk fitting into all these other movies. You know, I don't see Edward Norton's Hulk fitting into Thor Ragnarok, specifically. You know? I, I, I thought Mark Ruffalo was fine. I didn't think he was amazing. You like what he did with it. I love I, it. And I think he's a great human being as well, just like all the other cast members. Very humanitarian focus now he's doing all these great movies like dark waters which was and then he also did the uh, spotlight which i bought but i need to see and i loved him in 13 going on 30 if he had been cast from the get i would have been like cool when i think of the hulk i want someone who's on edge the entire time mark ruffalo tried to portray that he he looked more conflicted the entire time which i guess works for hulk but it's not the hulk that i was always I looking you. for um I also he, think... he injected a lot of mellowness into the role too and like hulk's supposed to be an angry motherfucker on edge you know um still props to mark ruffle he did a an above average job like i liked i generally liked him uh in the role but i just thought it i mean yeah I have opinions I also think that Joss Whedon was going for a more skittish Bruce Banner. Someone who was a little more shy, trying to avoid the conflict. You know, let things roll over him more. So, because if he responds and things escalate, then there's more of a risk to becoming the Hulk. And Edward Norton, I don't see backing down from anything. Like, he... And Edward Norton was amazing in that Richard Gere movie, Primal Fear. Oh my gosh, that was the first time I ever saw him. He's spectacular. But Edward Norton, I see as... A lot more confrontational so i don't think he would have avoided the fight as black widow says in avengers age of ultron like here's this guy who lives his whole life avoiding the fight because he knows he'll win i don't see edward norton ever avoiding a fight oh, i mean <laughs> edward norton having a hard time avoiding the fight continuously would have been good on screen you know like just him continuously conflicted at avoiding the fight that's for some reason i really like that for some reason i identify with that because i gotta control myself <laughs> And I gotta, you know, um, so. All right, we're about to 
hit the 30-minute limit again on my DSLR, and we've gone beautifully off the rails from these one-star reviews. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll say I'll bid you adieu, and mm. we'll see you in the other one-star review special videos that we've got. And we'll also have a commentary that we're going to watch. It may already be live after we finish breaking down this movie. Uh, second question I want to ask is what movie are you most excited to get these minute breakdowns to? If you are excited at all. <laughs> <laughs> you Hopefully, may only be coming here for the one star review. Hopefully we're not boring the shit out of you with our minute reviews, okay? okay. It, anyone who wants to dive into this has to be as passionate as us, I have to believe. Yeah. So. I'm Richard. I'm Brian. You've got an army. We've got special one-star review reviewing videos, right? Because we're reviewing the one-star reviews? That yes. makes sense. Bye. Deuces. <laughs> that means shit. <laughs> no, it doesn't.